Just uh, what you listen to the dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story, not uncooperative. Oh, that's oh, sorry, sorry that uh, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about or what he did wrong. Well, and we, your energy is low. We had an HR meeting. We didn't have an HR meeting. We did. We sat down. We had an HR meeting. We didn't. You sat down and you said, this is an HR meeting. I'm HR. We need to talk about some things. And I said, I'm not talking to you about that. We were having a sexual harassment meeting, which we have to have by law, legally. It's very hard to uh, be like wear all the hats. You know what I mean? Excuse me? No, you no. You're the, the, you, if anyone the, is sexually harassed, anyone on this podcast, on or off the show, it's you to me. I do the research. Uh, okay, so what does that mean? You then, can grab that. You can grab anything you want. This is the locker room. And then I'm human resources. Well, conflict. I, I I'll take human resources, and I want to talk to no, you. You don't get to take it. It's not just a thing you take. Well, you're complaining or, about the, wearing all the hats. Give the me one. Organizational structure is already set up. I'm all sorry, right. I'm human resources, but I, I look, I'm not in. I don't want to do this. All right, so I'm just going to go over the, the sexual harassment. Do not. God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gara. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> You know what? Just shut the 1843. There we are. Oregon. Okay. Cell alert. See, I always should look up. I always should. Here's a name that I didn't look up. I what? look up some of them. Some of them I forget. Okay. Settlers in the Willamette Valley. Willamette? Sure. Willamette. Sure. There's so many different ways you could do it. Sure. But I would say, if I was them, I would say Willamette. Well, you are them right now. Valley. Uh, they established a provisional government, right? Okay. Uh, the Oregon Territory. That's what we have, right? I mean, basically, yeah. Right, right now, we have a provisional government. Right. <laughs> the Oregon Territory uh, had been a slow-burning battle uh, for dominance between the U.S., Britain, Russia, and Spain for years. By the time 1840 came along, it was basically a joint occupancy situation between the U.K. and the U.S. Okay. It's kind of like a reality show. Kind of yeah, like the real world. That's right. We take seven countries, throw them in a territory. Who's going to get the most people to live there to get it permanent? That's when U.S. settlers began to pour in. Missionaries uh, came. Sorry, that's when they began porn? Porn, Pouring in. Pouring in. Sorry. Go ahead. That's when they started porn. Okay, interesting. Missionaries uh, came to spread. I've come up with Pornhub. <laughs> I've invented Pornhub. And then they just, and that, that's why they went to Oregon. Yeah, that's yeah, why nothing look, got done. It makes sense. They were all just masturbating. Missionaries came to spread the message of uh, the Lord to the uh, and save the savage Indians, right? That Good. was their deal. Uh, people looking uh, to make their stake. They must have just been so, like, over the... Excuse me! We have a new religion for you! They were like, uh, oh, my God. I should get... I should. I, I should just want to wash some my clothes the, on the rocks. I should tell some of the... Yeah, I'll do one, I'll do one on that. There's, there's some fascinating shit about that. Um uh, then there's also people looking to just make their stake and have a new life, you know? Sure. And then, of course, there were uh, the horrible racists. Right. Yep. Thank God we got rid of that. <laughs> In 1844, the Oregon uh, Legislative Committee passed a provision that stated free black people in the state would be flogged if they didn't leave within two years. Oh, my God. Freedom! <laughs> yeah! You got two years to hang out in Oregon, Excuse black me. man. Yeah, I don't think a state gets closing time. No, state. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, free blacks. <laughs> Such a crazy idea. Yeah, it's closing time. No settling down. Come on now. You had a good run. So after two years, they would be flogged every six months until they left. Oh, well, that, I mean, if you get that first flogging, you're like, I'll see you in five and a half months, <laughs> motherfucker. Five and a half? Yeah, because you get out of there. Gotcha. You don't, you don't stick around for your second flogging. Um, then the provision was rewritten in December 1845, and they got rid of the flogging part. So they're... Okay. Instead, any free black people who stayed in the state would be, quote, <coughs> offered up publicly for hire. 
Wait, to so any, sorry, to any sorry, way. sorry, sorry. So their solution to the flogging was to bring slavery back. Well, it's yes. not slavery as much as, as it is offering up publicly for. So you're having like an auction, uh, to for hire. I assume a, I assume a permanent twenty four seven position. Now, when you say oh, that's slavery, are they are they are the freed black people getting paid, or they're getting? I mean, it's sold. for hire. So they're just getting sold. There's no. I don't. I don't know if there's any discussing of wages. It's slavery. Well, it's it's a uh, it's it's a it's new slavery. It's an auction to hire it's a slavery gentleman too. for a good. Yep. Sort Sla- of it's slavery. Okay. Because it's only black people, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and slavery. They, and that they is... could and they could only be uh uh hired by a white person. Okay, that is. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. That's slavery. So 10 years later, when Oregon wrote its constitution, right? So now it's a state. uh, Those provisions would become moot. Okay. They uh, weren't actually big on any new ideas in Oregon. uh, So the fellows who wrote the constitution just plagiarized it from 172. 172 of the 185 sections of their constitution, they just lifted from other states. So they they weren't like... New ideas. We don't know. Right. They were. They were just like they did. They wanted like a C constitution. Yeah. They were cheating. Yeah. They cheated. Yeah. They cheated their constitution. Cool. Uh, the body writing in the constitution fell into two camps: those who wanted to limit state spending and those who wanted to exclude blacks. Those who wanted to limit state spending, and those who wanted to. Exclude black exclude people from being black. in the state. Okay, so they have to compromise, right? Um, oh, but they did reject slavery. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, but they rejected slavery before, and they just reinvented it with a new name. All right. Well, uh, a whopping seventy-five percent voted not to make Oregon a slave state. Great. So that's good. That's great. That's that, higher than our numbers now. Then they immediately voted whether or not to exclude black people and mixed race people. From Oregon, and eighty nine percent voted for that. Wow! So no slaves, no blacks, uh, <laughs> no blacks. You don't have to work for us, but you can't hang around. Uh, Article one, section thirty five of the Oregon State Constitution: No free Negro or mulatto not residing in the state at the time of the adoption of this Constitution shall come reside or be within this state or hold any real estate or make any contracts or ma- maintain any suit therein. And the legislative assembly shall provide by penal laws for the removal by public offices of all such Negroes and mulattoes and for their effectual exclusion from the state and for the punishment of persons who shall bring them into the state or employ or harbor them. It's pretty airtight as far as what they can't do. Be there. Breathe. Be there. Can't do anything. Look. No walking if you're black. No breathing if you're Don't black. Smell anything. No sleeping. No smelling. Don't look weird. No talking. No looking. No being black. Uh, what else is there? Oh wait, no being black. Right, said oh, that. No being part black. Right, no being part black. Let's use that horrible term again. Yeah, mulatto. Yeah, but not racist. It's not racist. No, it's not racist. As one, we're not making slaves. As one, f- we're asking them to get out and go be slaves somewhere else. That's what I'm talking. That's about. That's not racist. As one future state senator explained, some believers in the doctrine of abstract human rights interpret this vote against admission of free Negroes as an exhibition of prejudices which prevailed oh, oh. against the African. Absolutely who, not. Who was not a slave. No. But, but I have never regarded it so. Uh, I, I, you know, I never even thought about it like that. I guess they are all black. It was largely an expression against any mingling of the white with any of the other races. Well, that, finally, I get it. And a, It's a, not that you don't want them around. You just don't want them around white people. Right, no mingling. No mingling. Uh, and upon a theory that as we had yet no considerable representation of the other races in our midst... We should do nothing to encourage their introduction. Yep, true. So they didn't have any representatives, so don't have don't. them come live there. Right, we already. Well. But then they're then they, then they're being taxed without representation. Yeah, I I yeah. I mean, at this point, you know, there's none here, so none should be here. I think is what we're saying. Uh, we were building a new state. It's believed people should it 
encourage only the best elements to come to us and discourage others. Yep. So that's not racism. No, that's just that's just (laughs) that's just ranking people based on a skin type. That's right. That's different. Not racist. Not racist. So, but I do hate black people. I should point that out. Yeah. Well, that's different. Right. For sure. Different thing. I can do both. Yes. I'm actively racist, and Uh, I don't believe they should be here. Right. So that's separate thoughts. Not racist. Thank you. No. We're not. It's not like we have slaves. Oh my God, no! What year is this? No I slaves. just don't want them looking at my house. Yeah, and I'll be honest. Look, if we could have slaves, I'd be down. Oh boy, pushing me. <laughs> boy, howdy. Well, it's just there's so much yard work. When Oregon was granted statehood in uh, 1859, it was the only state in the union admitted with a constitution that forbade black people from living, working, or owning property there. That is insane. It was illegal for black people to move to the state. So the only state that was allowed to become a state that did not allow black people to own live walk around fish because of this or became a like how fish made the list yeah walk around live fish Fish. because of this oregon became a refuge for whites fleeing the south after the civil war i love that too of course we got to get out of here this ain't the right climate for us white people someone someone said that they actually Use this to in advertising for people to come to the state, like Oregon, a beautiful state, as white as it is grand. That's right, you won't find one black person here. Not because we're racist. No, 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 no. We don't want slaves. No, no. But because there's no black people here, based on our law, there won't be any black people coming in. That's what I'm talking. Oregon, about. come join the white paradise. No Asians either. So. Then the four, uh, then the Fourteenth Amendment was passed, which gave all people born be in the U.S. citizenship and gives them full uh, and equal benefits of the law. It's tricky. Right? So that's yeah, this is a tricky. So that supersedes Oregon's you know nonsense. Right. Oregon originally ratified the Fourteenth Amendment. Okay. And then two years later, took it back. What? It, We're unamending. <laughs> rescinded it. <laughs> we had our fingers crossed. The thing about when we were like everybody should be equal and stuff, we t- we thought about it. We didn't realize that meant black people were going to be we here. We didn't know. We thought the we totally forgot about black. We people. thought that meant the dogs could sleep inside. We can't have black yeah. people here for the love of cut. And again, we are not racist. We don't have slaves. Uh, why? Would, how can I be racist? Good I just Lord. don't like looking at I, having I, them around. You know, and it just it, look. So can't, they can't walk here. They can't live, and they can't fish. I Big can, deal. I can't be racist if they're not here. Some of my best friends hate black people. Right. And, yep. The good people of Oregon didn't just pass laws, but also did the work that needed to be done on the streets. For instance, the citizens of La Grande burned down uh, the town's Chinatown. They burned it to the ground in 1893. Many of the Chinese got on the first train uh, and got the hell out of there, but some stayed and set up a camp close by. Oh, boy. Uh, so they're badasses. Those yeah. are badass people. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't going to work for Whitey, who went to the camp in a mob and destroyed it, and this time forced them to flee. Right. Good. This was the way of Oregon for many years. The Oregon Supreme Court had decided in 1906 uh, in Taylor versus Cone that black people could be legally segregated from whites in public places. But for reasons I can't really understand, some minorities chose to live there and stick it out. That's insane. But also, like... There is something to that. Like, if somebody is like, you can't come in here, and you can get in there, you're like, yeah, fuck you. I, but I, like, <coughs> I don't think I would do it. I, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't play baseball if there were no, like, if I was Jackie Robinson, I'd be like, I'm not playing baseball. It's crazy. They're all going to cleat me and be the worst. Okay, but don't you think that's different than going somewhere and living in, like, Oregon? Like, like baseball, it's a big deal because there were the Negro leagues that were tons of players. But that he never was still treated like shit. Oh, I mean, you're still you're still saying to yourself like, you know what? I'm gonna bite the bullet and I'm just gonna go out there and just. You so know. you're so you're saying that someone's biting the bullet for Oregon. I I bet you in a way they're like, we're staying here because fuck you. Yeah, probably. The Golden West Hotel opened in Portland in 1906. It was a hotel owned by black people exclusively. That's where we're staying when we go there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was exclusively for black clientele. It was also the only hotel in town that would rent to black people. 
It's where all black entertainment and dining also took place. My guess is way better vibe. Way better vibe. Naturally, Portland authorities spent all their efforts trying to close it down, trumping up charges of prostitution, gambling, and uh, and, and not for not having the right licenses. Um, you don't have a whore license. Uh, what the, there's no whore. There's no uh, yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't have huh? We don't have prostitution here. Well, you need a license if you're going to have it. No, but we don't. We don't. Uh, it's not a thing. Registration, we, please. I'm sorry. Registration for the whores? What? The whores? There are no whores. You've hidden them well. Let me see the registration. Okay. We got a whore sniffing dog. Bring in the whore sniffing dogs. What? Come on. That's a guy on his knees. Hey, he's a he's German, <laughs> and he used to deal with sheep. He's a German shepherd. Now let him do his thing. He's barking outside that door. What do you got in there, whores? Oh, God. Come no. on. Are there whores behind That's those doors? The kitchen. There's food. Ah, uh, whore food. Okay. Mmm. In the 1900s, a new force emerged in the South. Always good to hear. The Ku Klux Klan... I gotta go. ...was reborn on Thanksgiving night in Stone Mountain, Georgia in 1915. Mm. Sixteen men drove from nearby Atlanta to Stone Mountain to swear allegiance to the new KKK. What are they, Highlanders? Quote... The small group soon found itself gathered under a burning cross and before a hastily constructed rock altar upon which lay an American flag, an open bi- an open Bible, an unsheathed sword. They are Highlanders. And a canteen of water. Weird ending. Because <laughs> when we get thirsty from the sword. It's a long walk up there. I need that open. I'm tired. Okay. Taking a breath. This is the song part of the podcast. The- okay, that happened. Sorry, I'm back so, to I'm, our, I'm sniffling. Back to, I'm coming. I'm getting over. You this. got a little cold. Yeah. You got a little, yeah. Little Did you have a BM today. I want no part of any more of this conversation. That's. I think that's. That was just me being a doctor. Uh, oh, so you're a doctor too? You run HR. You're a doctor. Yeah, I'm the. I'm the. I'm the. I'm also the nurse. Yeah, and perhaps out of your mind. Uh. So Colonel Simmons wanted Sanders so bad. Uh, he was actually not actually a colonel, but uh, a former member of the military who had never risen above the rank of private, but now wanted himself to be called Colonel well, Simmons. He's out, he's out. So you could just that's sort of just like you can just say whatever. Yeah, that's my new first name. Colonel, if, if you're going to join the Klan, you may as well take a rank. Oh, big. There's a sword. Uh, he. He described uh, it, it this way. Uh, and thus on the mountaintop that night at the midnight hour, while uh, men. The worst. While men braved the surging blasts of wind, wintry winds, wild wintry winds, and endured a temperature far below freezing, bathed in the sacred glow of the fiery cross, the invisible empire was called from its slumber of half a century. So what? It's Jason from Friday the 13th? It's. It's pretty. It has risen. There, there, there's very, there's a very uh, Lord of the Rings ish feel to the clan. How great would it have been if they all died of hypothermia up there? Oh, oh, it would have been. And beautiful. we just never. It would have been fucking beautiful. Uh, so how'd good. that not happen? Uh, why can't it happen now? Uh, good. Uh, that's why they bring the sheets. They get cold. Yeah. So for the next five years, Colonel Simmons would lead a rather disorganized, completely southern Ku Klux Klan. He worked for uh, a time. Where'd I put the robes? Oh, man. Shit, where's the wood? Just wait. I lost the fuel. Just Just wait. Proceed, doctor. Uh, He worked uh, for time as a minister and salesman for the fraternal orders. He preached like a... An old-time revivalist and was a hypocrite like one, too. He spent his time at horse races, boxing matches, and drinking. Also, instead of spreading the message of the secret order, Simmons copyrighted the secret clan instruction manual, which is known as the Chloran. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank God chlorine was around. Idiots. Uh, I drank all the chlorine and I still don't know nothing. My God, Hank, no! So, so it's supposed to be this secret, secret organization, right? Right. But if you copyright something, that means you have to, you have to put a copy in the Library of Congress. So it's sort of revealing. A little bit. Right. So anybody who wanted to know what they're doing could have just got. Hey, look look, at this. Look at this fucking manual, idiots. 
because uh, that because he copyrighted it. The reason he copyrighted it because uh, he wanted to make a little scratch. Ah, good, 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 good. Yeah, for each copy, he got a little, little dough. After some time with the fraternal order of uh, men in bedsheets floundering, uh, he, as all people who believe in white power do, hired a PR firm. Oh my God. The Southern Publicity Association. Shut up. The Southern Publicity Association. Well, we're very excited to have you as clients. <laughs> Let me say that first and foremost. You are wonderful. I can't believe you guys weren't already with someone. I mean, we had just... we had uh, the black people shooters here for a while. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We had uh, all Jews are bad. Yeah, they were a fun. Oh group. man, they the were parties. a fun group. They really were. But oh. we... We love what you guys are doing. This yeah. is just exciting. Yeah. We have been yeah. big fans. Yeah. And, and then, hey, if if this does end up working out, I think we want a couple sheet ropes. <laughs> oh yeah, you bet you, you, bet you we do. Yeah, you we bet do, you we, we do. do. Yeah. Uh, the Southern uh, Publicity Association had previously pulled off a successful campaign for the Anti Saloon League. Okay. Who would want to be in the Anti Saloon League? Yeah, that That's sounds the like a much worst. Yeah. League of all yeah. leagues. The PR firm reorganized the Klan's finances and methods of finding members. They started giving out large loans and hiring hundreds of recruiters. Hiring. The Klan essentially was organized into an Amway for racists. That is crazy. The recruiters were called Klegals. Uh, uh, this has to stop. It's not Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Klegal! Yeah, Klegal. Klegally speaking. They would collect a $10 membership fee from a new member. Hey, man, you know what I just found out? Vagina muscles is called Kleagles. <laughs> What's that? The vagina... Oh, shit. Oh, damn, we done it. Oh, boy. I'm already a Kleagel. Uh, yeah. Look, 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 I'm tightening myself. I'm tightening myself. I'm tightening myself. I'm tightening myself. You're not a Kleagel. I'm working. Actually, now that I look, it's Kegel. I'm working. No, stop. it's Kegel. Now that I look, we're fine. I'm working to stop tighten... Stop tensing yourself up. I'm working to tighten myself. Oh, my God. You can do it at work. No, no, no. That was then... Uh, I'm so a the, paraclegal. <laughs> so the $10, the $10 membership fee was divided between five people. $4 went to the uh, Klegel. $1 went to the state-level recruiter, who was known as the King Klegel. Uh, $0.50 cents went to the state leader known as the Grand Goblin. The, the dumbest. $2.50 went to the head of the PR firm, who was... Now known as the Imperial Klegel. Oh, my God. And 75 cents went to King Gremlin. And with this, we'll fight the Eye of Mordor. <laughs> uh, and $2 went to the Imperial Wizard, who was <coughs> not really a wizard. It's actually just Colonel Simmons. Come to me. Starting in June uh, 1920 to October 1921, the Klan grew from a few thousand members to 100,000 across the country. Awful. The Ku Klux Klan came to Oregon in the 1920s the same way it spread to most of the country as a racist Amway led by Klegels, the shitty shoe salesman of skin color and stupidity. Oregon in the 1920s was not a hugely diverse place, as you can imagine. Now, Dave, what was that based around? I don't know how that happened. Previous policies? It, no, I don't know. You know, I just don't think black people like Oregon. It's because of Portlandia. 90% of the population, but think about how white of a show Portlandia is. That's what I mean. It's the whitest of the whitest Portland's shows. Portland's white. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 90% of the population was Protestant. I mean, in a way, like, that's true, though. Like, Oregon is still, like, of... I'm not even, like, trying to sound like a dick, but Oregon is super, still a pretty white place, pretty right? White, yeah. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> so this is why. Yeah. We're getting to it right before we go there. Uh, so, 90% of the population was Protestant. 85% uh, were white and native-born. In the town of LaGrange, where they had burned down uh, Chinatown years before, there was now a population of 7,000 people, of which 46 were Chinese and only 15 black people. Oh, my God. That is crazy. Insane. That, that to your point earlier, why? Right. Well, I, you right. Just why wave, are you just wave the white part in the pump, but wave the white flag. Why are you in LaGrange? I just, mean, yeah. I mean, God, God bless them, because those guys have fucking balls. Yeah. Uh, so in the summer of 1921, uh, the Klan sent Louisiana salesman and uh, Klegel, Luther Powell, to Oregon. To him, he was looking at a vast open territory of <coughs> easy white marks for the picking at $4 a pop. 
Powell and a couple of other Klegels in Oregon saw the Protestant layout and preached that the only way to deal with the Catholic menace and the moral degradation that came with it was to join the Klan. Real quick. So the Protestants, they don't like the Protestants. No, the Klan is Protestant. The Klan is Protestant, and they they don't like the Catholics. They hate the Catholics. Right, okay. And naturally, Asians uh, and even fewer blacks in Oregon were part of the threat to the state. Uh, the Klan put emphasis on Americanizing the aliens and stopping Asian immigration. You did. You have 46 Asian people. <laughs> You've just, stopped it. That's just in that one town. Oh, well, overall, still, that's Overall, there's not that many, though. <laughs> no. uh, so that, that meant putting Protestantism first and America second. It didn't take long. The Oregon Klan grew very quickly with 14,000 members by the spring of 1922, of those, 9,000 were in the Portland clan. Big the PKK. Big, yeah, the PKK. Big city clan. Now, the clan that rose after the Civil War was uh, a much more heinous and deadly clan. This new one, because it had an emphasis on making money as a pyramid scheme, was trying to skate the line by not killing as much and more just terrorizing. Ugh. In Oregon, this led to a practice known as necktie hanging. I think I should leave the room (laughs) they would grab someone off the street put a rope (coughs) around his neck lift him just just off his feet an inch or so so his feet could kind of still scrape the ground with his toes just barely off the ground and then they would and then they would put him down and set him free so it was just like a purely like we can hang anyone well not anyone but the people they wanted to threaten so black people are Catholics. Black people, Catholics. Asians. Asians. People uh, who love to throw red pe- shirts and whitewashes. People who are nice to blacks and Asians and Catholics. Hey, I've got a great solution to this. People who Bow put, ties. People who put colors in with whites. Did, we, did you say that? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh. Thanks for listening and stealing, prick. Uh, but that... So it's to scare but not to harm because they... Because they're a pyramid scheme, so they don't, they don't want to fuck up their money flow... By really killing someone and then having everything get fucked up. I just, it. They also set up a shitload of crosses uh, on fire up on hilltops above people. That's inviting. Uh, As far as we know, no one was murdered. As far as. As far as I could find, it, there was no... Okay. Murder would bring the heat, which... However, that doesn't it. mean there was no murder. Right. right. But it would also bring the heat, and that would cut into profit. So they were... <coughs> if the community became uh, scared of the Klan, the Klegels would have a harder time making sales. So right. no murders. Uh, so they straddled the line of being feared, but not doing terrible physical harm. Okay. So each Klegel got a standard recruiting kit. He was given contracts for the new initiations to sign and the I.O. pillowcase, the I pillowcase sheet situation, right? Oh, the right. Holes, yeah, yeah. And a prospect list. Okay. Like in Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, my God. You know, the get, names. Get the, the leads. leads. I got to get the lead. You got hey. the... These leads are terrible. These are terrible leads. They have for these leads are Chinese these, guys. Oh, my God. These leads are awful. I need white leads. I got some great leads over here. Come on. You got to give me the new leads. I'm not leads. giving you any of my leads. Give me the new leads. No. Go, hide, go find the Asian I people. I can't close these. Half sorry. Of these sorry. Are... Sorry. You sent me to four black guys' houses. Good luck. Good leads. I need new leads. No. Jesus. Always be Caucasian. I- <laughs> ABC. Uh, so what they would do is they would they would go first to a town and make contact with the Protestant pastors. So they'd Good. get on their side. And, sure. then, and then they'd go to the cops. Right. And then local politicians. And okay. then from there they had the t- town sort of quartered. Right. Once in a new town, a, a Klegel would hit, hit up all these people, then invite them to a secret meeting in a hotel ballroom. Okay. The meeting was pitched as a super-duper secret meeting, and you could only find all about the clan at that meeting. Nowhere else, because it's super-duper secret. Timeshare? It's double super-secret. Timeshare. This is what they do in Amway. This is a timeshare. When, uh, when I was doing stand-up <coughs> very early on, uh, I worked as a bank teller, Part time, uh, amazing already. And I had a guy, no idea about that. And a guy would always deposit money, and he goes, he goes, you want? He goes, you want? He goes, you know, I, I work internationally. I make money from all over the world. Just, just, I, I do it for my house. I go, he goes, if you're interested, you seem like a really smart guy. And I was like, yeah. And then he got two other bank tellers. So he, he reels three of us in, right? And then, and I'm kind of 
leery and yeah. then and then we he goes hey so so we'll do a, i'll have you over on a wednesday at six after after work and he and he pulls up and he's like you guys everyone just jump in my car and i was like no no and he goes come on everyone in my car and oh, i was like wow. uh, no i'm not i'm not gonna do that and the other two guys got in and i was uh. like i was like you know what i'll follow you so we drive up and and we get out of the car. They get out of their car. I get out of mine. And we walk in. I just see a big Amway poster. And I just turn around and start walking away. And he's like, where are you going? I'm like, you could have just told me it was Amway. You wasted my time. You should have just driven with me. He's like, yeah, but I can sell you soap. Come on. I have pizza. Join my pyramid scheme. <laughs> the clan is a pyramid scheme. That's amazing. So once, uh, once everyone's at the meeting, the recruiter would do his masterful pitch. And then the money would start rolling in. It's literally exactly like Amway. As the clan grew, Kleagles would rise up and send out sub to other towns, and the cash would roll in. The more the more recruits you got, the more Kleagles you made. Pretty soon, you don't even have to recruit. You're yeah. just staying there just bringing in cash. The money, yeah. Work from home. Yeah, the upside of the pyramids came. The clan held meetings, participated in parades, and held huge initiation ceremonies. Ugh. One at the Oregon State Fairgrounds in Salem was attended by 1,500 hooded clansmen. They burnt an enormous cross, you know, like you do. When yeah, the usual stuff. Who needs a Ferris wheel? By June, uh, Powell, the King Kleagel, now King Kleagel. Cool. Had several Kleagels serving under him, recruiting members. You know, he gets a piece of each one. But this is Powell, Scientology. But Powell's not satisfied with just a small fraction of the citizen of Oregon. He wanted a big piece of the pie. Okay. So he moved to the uh, Multon. Uh, I feel like this was autocorrected. <coughs> Multonma, uh, Multonma, Multonma Hotel in uh, Portland in June and started building his little racist Oregon Empire of Leaders. Cool. There he found Fred Gifford, who had once been an electric union member but had been kicked out of the union for scabbing. <laughs> for, for what? Scabbing. For scabbing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, amazing. So the one rule we have is that you don't work. Absolutely not. Never. Outside the union. Never. Would never. Okay. Can we wrap this up? I got to get to the other work. What What other work? Er, yeah. Uh, what's up? Let's stay here as long as possible. Okay. I have to go. Why? My bowels are bad. What? I got to leave. My wife's having a baby. I have to go. And I don't have another job. The union is strong. I have to get moving. I have to go. I'm buying um, a bunch of pineapples. I'm making a dish. I don't want to talk about it. But if you don't think I have pineapples, I have tons of them. I have to get moving. I would never take another job. The union is strong. But I have to go. I'm starting this new thing where I jog every 10 minutes. I have to go now. Because if I don't, I'm not, I, have to jog for, I have to go jogging for 10 minutes. So I'm going, and I'm going, and if anybody says anything about how I'm working other angles, that's bullshit. I just have to get a pineapple, because my wife's pregnant, and I jog every ten minutes. And anyone who thinks that's crazy is crazy themselves. This door's locked. Which one's open? <laughs> so uh, Fred Gifford was appointed the exalted Cyclops. Of this is Unbelievable. <laughs> Could you just make it like? Could you make it crazier? It's like cosplay. What for are they? Idiots. It's cosplay. This is cosplay. <laughs> this is cosplay. It's like cosplay for racist yeah. morons. <laughs> wait, wait. Do we have a title for the guy who's above Larry? He's. I thought. I thought of one. I thought of one. Cyclops. That's good. Cyclops. That's good. I have a couple pitches. Exalted, exalted Cyclops. I have a couple pitches. I'm, I'm exalted. I love it. I have a couple pitches. Okay. Prince of the Hurricanes. Okay, let just let me We're get through this. More with like let me get through this. Like let me get through this. Like let me get through this. Okay. Doctor Magic Fish. Uh, oh. Okay. Okay. So picture a magical fish. Yeah. But this guy's a doctor. He's a doctor. Him. That's a good I one. I like that one. Uh, here's another one. Uh, that you'll you'll you're gonna like this one. Commandant Mysterious. <laughs> I think that works. And like again, that. I love Cyclops. I like that a lot. I'm just pitching to have these. I, out I there. like those. Yeah, I like those. Okay, great. For two months, Powell and Gifford schemed and made moves behind the scenes, preparing for their big coming out party in Portland. <laughs> oh, man. They, How, I wish it was an actual coming out party. They reached. Hi! Amazing news! 
they reached out to the city's leaders in the idiotic style that matched their stupid leader names. They called the mayor, the police chief, the district attorney, and the U.S. attorney, um, reporters in the town, and others. Excuse me, U.S. attorney, I have the magical dragon master on line one for you. Would you like to come try our magical elixir? We'll drive you. Okay, so that you're you're right. They had them all come to the hotel to room seven uh, three seventy six, from which they were quickly ushered out into cars and swiftly driven to a secret throne throne room. Oh, wow! <laughs> so wow, a throne so, room. So I think they you know they they whisk these guys out. The guys are probably like, man, this is exciting. We're going to a special, special place. Oh, cool. And then they take him to another place where there's there's uh, Powell and Gifford, the King Klegel, and the Exalted Cyclops. Sure. Of course. And they're b- both sitting in giant chairs. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and there they are in their sheet costumes, right? Hello. Hi. I love the idea that they had to wait extra long, too. How oh, long do you think they'll be? The best. These don't breathe. And then there, the city leaders were told that the Klan was not a hate group. From uh, a guy in a sheet who had a pointed hat on, quote, Ours is not an anti-organization of any kind. We are not anti-Japanese, nor anti-Jew, nor anti-black, nor anti-Catholic, nor anti-anything else. It is simply that the United States has not any American secret fraternal organization, and we are going to supply that need. Excuse me? The fact we need a secret club. Question in the back. Yes, go. Uh, yes, you love everything. Need a secret. Yep. Love the sheets. Thank love you. the names. Uh-huh. Love the popcorn. Thank you. Why do we need a secret organization if one has never existed? Because you guys don't intend anything bad? You can be a wild ogre. I have no more questions. I am so excited. <laughs> I just am very excited for that. Thank you. <laughs> oh. So, uh, uh, so they're going to supply the need. The fact that we limit membership does not mean anything against the people we bar. They have their own organizations, membership in which is barred us. So they're like, well, black people have their clubs. You know that club they have where they're... What what club? Uh, uh, that the, the thing where they all work for other people. Other people for uh-huh. shit money? Well, I just noticed a lot of time black people stick together, and I don't understand why they got to be racist against us. Yeah, that's their like club. Like, if they was just coming to us and was like, hey, what's up? You know, I mean, I'd kill him, that, obviously, and get right. him out of here, because yeah. I do not like black I people. I hear that. But that's why we need this, because right. other races, for some reason, have galvanized, <laughs> you know? And they're, they're anti-us for some reason, and we need a group to stop them. That's right. By any means necessary. One that we created way, way before their group started. That's right. Thank you. Ogre out. The King Klegel would then explain that the Klan was a friend of law and order and that with with all the crime and moral depravity in Portland, uh, the people were afraid to let their wives and daughters go out in the streets. Because they're racist. Uh, and the solution was, quote, a purification process. Ugh. One reporter, the King Klegel, said, there are some cases, of course, in which we will have... To take everything into our hands. Right? So they, they brought reporters. So the reporters then reported on what... Some crimes are not punishable under existing laws, but the criminals should be punished. So, uh-huh. Go ahead. Some crimes... Yeah. ...are not punishable... Under existing laws. Under existing yeah. law. Uh-huh. And then there's a but. But the criminals should be punished. But they're not criminals. Well, under existing laws. But laws. we all know what laws we're talking about. Oh, the B-sides. That's what I'm talking the about. The B-side laws. Yep. Like, don't fuck my white lady. <clears throat> yeah, like, don't do that. Don't look at me. Don't be here. Don't be you around. Know, don't fish. Don't be around. Don't look at me. Don't be here. Don't do anything. Don't okay. come here. Don't be near my wife. Don't look at me. Don't eat our food. Don't be near us. These are the laws that are in, are insinuated. Okay, don't breathe. Don't come here. Don't no have looking. Eyes. Don't have eyes. Don't 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 have eyes. Don't have hands. Don't use walking feet. Don't come here and don't fish. Don't be walking around with hands. Be what, you idiot, black man? Okay, so Oregon had been left devastated after World War One as jobs uh, <laughs> that had been that had been built up to support the war effort were now gone. 
Okay. Uh, around, oh, God. Dave, you're just Around 50,000 people had left the state, and those that remained were living in a, a rising state of lawlessness. So this punish the people who couldn't be punished thing sounded pretty good to a lot of people. Right. Because why? Money? Because shit was falling apart. And then people, for some reason, when shit's falling apart, people start blaming but, uh, other races and... Hmm? Shocking, first of all. But is this... is the idea is based on instead of there being like, like because now, for instance, we incarcerate uh, minorities in order to make money off them. So are they right. are they making is this money or is this just reactionary? Just uh, reactionary okay. control. I mean, look, the Klan is making money because every recruit they get. But it's they make more money. controlled. Ba- it's more control based over like any actual thinking. Yeah, to get the people. To join the membership, they're like, we they can found- clean up, we can clean up, because, you know, there's fucking people are devastated from you know, the economic situation. You know, now that you're kind of stretching it out a little for me, I do understand. And I, gosh, it just... It's good, right? It rings yeah, true. Nice. It, thank you. So, the day after the meeting, uh, in a local paper appeared the story of the meeting and a photograph of the Klan in their sheet costumes, Ugh. along with the mayor, the police chief, the district attorney, and other city notables. So there's a picture of two... Extra, extra, black people run! Right, the King Legal and the Exalted Cyclops. And, and then all and the people... And then all the other guys in their suits right. just hanging out. Smile! It's almost like Batman and Robin if they were racist in sheets. Exactly. Right. Uh, so overnight, the Klan had been normalized and affiliated with strength in town leaders. The first public appearance of the Klan in Portland was on December The 27th. Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Here we go. Uh, and it was a huge blowout. 6,000 people packed the auditorium to hear the lecture, The Truth About the Ku Klux Klan. Like many authoritarian movements, the Klan... Why not just call that the, an evening with the true Klux Klan? Oh, it would have been so better. That's why yeah, I, won't, that's... I won't work with them. I won't do punches for the KKK. <laughs> I've always said that. Like many authoritarian movements, the Klan's taking over of Portland was swift. Within months, tens of thousands of Oregonians <clears throat> had coughed up the 10 bucks to get a sheet and matching hood. <coughs> and e- and more, uh, even more now saw the Klan as a good thing for the state. Gifford, an adult who was named the Exalted Cyclops, right. oversaw non-political clan activities. Did his hood have just one eye hole? Oh, God. Oh, my God. How can that not be a thing? It better. I mean, how can that not be it a thing? It has to be. He created a 100% directory so clan members knew which businesses to support. He organized a boycott of the Mir and Frank Jewish department store. Well, that's. Uh, do you need that in a pamphlet, you idiots? <laughs> Wait a minute. That place? They're Jews? Huh. Well, I feel very betrayed. I oh, have them over for dinner. Holy what? what? You think you know a fella. Holy what? Boy, I'm going to give that Saul a piece of my mind. Thank you. Uh, he also had the clan doing charity work, like giving out food to the needy. No black needy. Sorry. The clan community kit was created. The K, K community with a K, K, no. They spelled community with a K. Dave, <laughs> Dave, because they're five year olds. Was the K like kind of cute and backwards <laughs> and like red crayon? K, community. And then they would also put on their sheets and pony hats and go make donations to local churches. Thank you so much. Sure. Uh, just so you know, this is Clark under here. So, if you could tell God. <laughs> God damn it. What? Clark, you're not supposed to say no, who I know. you are. I that's why we got, that's why we got the hoods on. No, you said your name is Clark. Well, maybe I'm not Clark. They, you just... But you. But s- maybe I'm doing that as a cover because I'm not. Why even say your name then? Because I'm Clark. Jesus Christ. Why even have a hood? Why, you're, why have the hood? Why have it on? <clears throat> just saying. Who are you under there? Is that Jeff? God damn it. Do, can you tell me or no? Come on. No one's watching. Clark, shut the fuck up. How'd you know it's Clark? Okay. You're the worst Klansman I've ever been with. Well, I thought it was a lovely night. I didn't know you were going <laughs> to cheapen it like that. The Klan danced. I let you in my backsheet hole. The Klan danced the line of terrorism 
Staying edgy, but not freaking out the good white people of the state. Crosses were lit on fire on spots above Catholic, Jewish, and black neighborhoods. The Klan began barging into Catholic churches during services in their white sheets. Give me some of that blood of Christ. Oh, hey, we like Jesus in a different way. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you, dummy. Certainly. We do communion with a K. The police forces were doing absolutely nothing. As the Telegram newspaper reported, quote, the Portland Police Department was full to the brink with Klansmen. And the exalted Cyclops pushed <coughs> the Klan's political ambitions. The state and governor didn't take the Klan seriously until May 1922, when the Klan kidnapped six Medford residents, drove them out of town, and did their patented necktie hangings. One was a black guy, one was a Hispanic Indian, and one a white piano merchant. Um, I think there's been a mix-up. Uh, uh, I... I sell pianos? Yeah, we told you get rid of those black keys or you're going to get tie hung. No. Okay, they're just keys. Yeah, just... and get them off there. They're impurifying the white ivory that's on there. I know, but without them, the sound is not... With them, the sound ain't right. The sound will rise again. Okay. Okay. Grandpa is tied for 30 seconds. I hear you. Uh, so all these men were accused of a moral offensive. So after that happened, the Republican governor put out an anti-Klan statement to shine a light on the group. Crazy statement. This put a political focus on the Klan who had been working the political machine mostly in hiding, but it totally backfired. Now they were out in the open. The exalted Cyclops just pushed his agenda openly. Local Klan groups quickly took over school boards, city councils, and county commissions. They wanted school boards because they wanted to pass a law making every kid go no. to public schools. Oh, my God. They wanted every kid to go to public schools. Why? Yeah, exactly. Because Catholic schools, Catholics had private schools, <sighs> and they wanted to get rid of all the Catholic private schools. <sighs> the Republican primary election in 1922 was a shit show if you weren't a Klan member. It was a total Klan wipeout. Uh, but somehow the governor managed to win. It didn't matter. The Klan just ran a guy against him as a Democrat in the general election and won. Jesus. The Klan ran a campaign of cleaning up the state and spoke often <coughs> spoke often against the corruption of politicians and the bad elements of society. Don't look at me. President Harding's Teapot Dome oil scandal had just been exposed, so the anti-corruption message really hit home with people in Oregon. Sorry. I'm not familiar with the Teapot Dome scandal. Yeah, it's one of the biggest scandals in uh, like White House administration history. Like it was just fucking given out. It was just straight up fucking corruption. Like given out. They were just handing out. It was just like taking fucking money and okay. and giving out you okay. know land to different guys and All right. oil dudes. We can get it. We can do that one one time. Sure. I'll, there's no way I'll remember it in two weeks. Um. So that had just happened. So there was a huge sort of anti-corruption movement okay. happening, and the Klan and the Klan capitalizes on that. Yeah, it's with weird. A K. It's weird when someone combines racism and anti-corruption. To I mean, the general election was also a Klan blowout. The Klan now ran the state of Oregon, and Gifford was made the Grand uh, Dragon or Goblin. I think that Grand Dragon's running. I think he's a Grand Goblin. Ugh. Uh, Outlook magazine, quote, there is something new under the sun. Oregon, politically the most conservative and temperamentally the least romantic state west of the Rocky Mountains, is now under the control of the Ku Klux Klan. Wow. Most papers got into line quickly. The morning Oregonian mostly avoided criticizing the Klan, rarely writing a word against them. This became common. This became common for most papers. The non-political activities like donating to churches, lectures, and initiation ceremonies were often covered glowingly by many papers. It helped to build a, build a positive image of the Klan as a community organization. But at the same time, the Morning Oregonian would publish articles about violence being committed by the Klan in other areas of the country. Essentially, it was like they were painting the local Klan as different and better than clans around the country. Ugh. And when a politician would speak out against the Klan, the paper would allow the Klan to write a counterpoint uh, as if both sides were equal. Uh, Does that sound like any media you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't changed. No, and I mean, uh, we'll talk about it at the end. So 
So now the clan's on top of the world, feeling like they were the shit, and they went to work creating a state in the clan worldview. A state in the clan worldview? Yeah, now they're going to turn Oregon into the state. Oh, they're, they're turning Oregon into, their, into KKK state. Yeah. The people of Oregon thought they had voted in anti-corruption government. The clan thought they were there to purge corruption, Catholics, and people of color. And the clan got right at it. They passed an ordinance against religious outfits in public schools. Which and they meant, can wear sheets? Which meant nuns could no longer wear their habits. Uh, and they can wear sheets, yeah. And they can wear sheets. And nuns but nuns can't, can't wear. wear their... What can nuns wear? I don't know. They had to wear... Bikinis. Yeah, just regular... Nunkinis. Nun stuff. And they got to run everywhere. What? Huh? I don't know. Come on. You're not making sense. Look, you see that thing poking out from the bottom of my sheet? Yeah. <laughs> Hey! What? Uh, then they passed a law forcing all Oregon school children to go to public schools, like we said, as most private schools were Catholic. <coughs> then they went to work on Japanese Americans. Japanese Americans owned about 0.008% of land in Oregon. Well, it's time to get rid of that. They were a whopping 0.006% of the population. And still. One clan member took that information and told people that the Japanese would be 50% of the population by 1950. Hey, just cuz. <laughs> just cuz. Clan math. So they passed the alien land bill, which banned Japanese Americans from owning land. <sighs> Only one member of the legislature voted against it. One. Next, they passed a bill saying foreigners couldn't own hotels or boarding houses. They assume that would make it harder for them to find a place to stay, so they just leave. Uh, it works. Yeah. And then they passed a law forcing anyone who wanted to vote to take a literacy test. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Which is always the best. Yeah. Uh, Here, well, what do you mean you haven't learned nothing? You've provided me with zero help. Well, I can't vote if you don't know well, nothing. You should have done something about that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you should have figured out how to read. There's books on it. You could, I learned how to read. I mean, I had a teacher, but I did it on my own in a school. And I can't read, but I'm white, so cool. <laughs> hey, howdy. Hey, yeah. It started to dawn on people, uh, the people of how Oregon. How do you spell KKK? Yeah, it started to dawn on people, the people of Oregon, that maybe the Klan wasn't as focused on political corruption as it was on other stuff. Hmm. Then the Klan fucked themselves in 1924 when their candidates for the uh, Multnomah County Board were caught grafting on a on a uh, construction job. The total uh, amount that they were uh, taking was a half a million, which oh. would be about seven million dollars oh, today. Oh man, it was a completely shameless scam job. By the way, it wouldn't bother us today. No. Uh, so the Klan's run was over and swiftly. Within months, the board was out on its ass. A year later, the ex-editor to the Klan newspaper published, published an article blowing open how <coughs> corrupt and bullshit the Klan was. And that was it for the Klan. And the next election, just a couple months after the article, the Klan was totally blown out. Those who did survive the election disavowed the Klan. Right? So all yeah. these Klan guys lost. And the guys who were in... In the clan, but did lose their the elections yeah, and be like, I don't like the clan. Yeah. Nope. Thank God they're gone. Um. So the uh, the law to force uh, kids to go to public school was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. There also uh, weren't enough minorities to keep the hate alive. It was basically just a as we said a, a huge white state state. And the perceived threat of minorities just couldn't hold up because there were just hardly any there. Yeah. People stopped paying their dues and the Klan <laughs> fell into a financial crisis. By 1926, the Klan in Oregon barely existed. But this was still white land, so discrimination didn't end with the Klan. White restaurants still refused to serve black people in Portland. Black people weren't allowed in the city swimming pools. And the local uh, skating rink had a separate day for black people. <laughs> Oh, God. Black skate. <coughs> That's crazy. Uh, this continued until the early 1960s. Oh, fuck. One man recalled, quote, I do remember the signs downtown. They said we don't serve Negroes, Jews, or dogs. But these restriction problems caught... Uh, All right, we'll feed a dog. But <laughs> But these restrictions caused problems when soldiers came to town uh, during the World Wars. Often the soldiers were far more tolerant than, uh, than the overt racism that they found in Portland. 
During World War I, black soldiers from California saw a sign in a Portland restaurant that read, quote, we employ white help and cater to white trade only. The soldiers uh, ran into the restaurant and destroyed the sign. <laughs> During World War II, black people who came looking for work from outside the state were shocked to discover the Jim Crowish rules of Portland. Quote, Portland was called the most segregated city north of the Mason-Dixon line, and so the question became, where would these newly arrived black workers go? Suddenly you have tens of thousands of black folks pouring in uh, into Portland when there was only one tiny neighborhood called Albina that was already overfull with about 2,500 black folks. So a huge housing development was built outside of Portland. Halfway between the city uh, and Vancouver, Washington, it was named Vanport. Get it? Van, mm-hmm. Vancouver, Portland, right in the middle. Vanport. They're still smart. Not, it's clever. Still not. It's halfway. So halfway between Vancouver, Washington. So Van, and then Portland is Portland. So Vanport is because it's right halfway in between. Now, who is Vanport? Vanport. Okay. Uh, so. These workers would commute to Portland to work. At its peak, 100,000 people lived in Vanport, 40% of them black. It was also hastily built and shittily built. In 1948, floods hit Vanport. The floods started slowly, and people had plenty of time to leave, but Portland authorities insisted there would be no problems. The Portland Housing Authority told everyone in Vanport that the dikes were safe and they would be warned if there was a problem with plenty of time to escape. <coughs> then the dikes collapsed. Fifteen people died. The poorly constructed houses were just washed off the foundations. 18,000 people now were homeless. Today, if you drive through the Northwest, you can see Confederate flags still flying proudly. 13% of Americans are black. In Oregon, the black population is 2%. Wow. Oregon finally ratified the 14th Amendment in 1973. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazist. That's crazy. It's so crazist. God damn, man. That really, like, yeah, I think, I guess when you, like, it's not, it's just, I think white white people, I mean, and this has been obviously reported, white people, very alarmed, non-racist, non-racist white people, very alarmed, by the swastikas, by yeah. the fact that, you know, like Mexican kids in school are being told that their parents are going to go, yeah. that just in general, like, you know, racism is more overt than it's been in recent memory. In ages, in ages. And, but when you think about it, if in 1973, that is when this <laughs> quote unquote changed, and that's really just the passage of law. It tell, I mean, how long does it take to change someone's total perception? But you you know kids of these people are obviously you know you're just you can't yeah i mean what we need to do is we do need a cleansing of racists yeah if we could just if we could finally just have a genocide yeah against racists yeah well they're they're very emboldened like can you be bigoted towards bigots yeah you can double bigot i want to double bigot we'll double bigot it i want to double bigot it Make it happen. Uh, that's crazy, man. That yep. is just crazy. It's and good it's, times. Uh, it's it's. I, and I and I know you didn't intend this, but it is reminiscent of what's happening today. What? Yeah, there are. Listen, listen. Oh, I do me even, a favor. Uh-huh. When you put this up, uh-huh. listen back. Huh. Listen back. Huh. Because I think. Yeah. There are a couple, and I'm not saying a lot. Yeah. But a couple. Of parallels, really? Yeah, I think that they are they're app comparisons for today. I really oh, do. That's interesting. Yeah, L- listen back, listen back. Okay. You you read it, I listened. Now you listen back. So so you're like, so you're saying that maybe people are trying to make money off racism right now? I what I'm saying to you is listen back, okay? Because you'll hear uh-huh. a lot of the stuff that you were saying in that right is very similar to the transition of our new. President of oh god, oh god I almost said President Elect Trump I almost said President Elect Trump I just threw up all over the microphone I am so sorry uh, we sign uh, cars oh I don't feel good and sheets uh. oh hey there everybody it's Gareth you know from this uh, this podcast uh, listen I've got some stand up shows I'm inviting the Garmy the Gareth Army 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 